Hello everyone, Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Glad to be back on this afternoon. <clears throat> Hope everybody's doing well. If you're listening to this, you're listening to my next installment in my college football breakdown series, continuing to break down all 133 teams at the FBS level. And in this segment, I will be continuing with the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors, who last season went 3-10 and and 2-6 and in the Mountain West. It was the first year for... Uh, prestigious alum Timmy Chang his first head coaching job at his alma mater and and to be expected uh, things were a little I don't want to say rough but that you could tell it was a first year uh, regime and just getting things going took a little time halfway through the season he uh, implemented his the patented run and shoot and and you could see things progressing and uh, I, I think this is definitely a team moving forward that is going to be on the upswing. Um, they have good leadership, have good support. Their their fan base is amazing. They're doing a great job uh, creating that Hawaiian brotherhood and getting the guys to stay uh, on, on the island and be a part of the program. I think Coach Chang and, and the rest of this staff are uh, – doing a fantastic job in doing that and i think moving forward they're going to do some really good things here <clears throat> I, i'm i'm excited to watch this program moving forward uh, that, that i think everybody can kind of relate to this who's a big college football fan here in the continental u.s where i i remember staying up till the early morning hours to watch hawaii play in in timmy chang and colt brennan and many others uh, first off rest in peace to him uh, but so many great players uh, back in those early to mid 2000s teams that were they were so fun to watch and and I really really believe that Coach Chang is going to get them back to that <clears throat> and they have uh, the right pieces in, in place to start doing that I, I I'm excited to see what their returning quarterback can do um, in a full year in the run and shoot system uh, really getting used to that I really think he he could do some good things. And, and again, I'm just excited to see this program moving forward. The trajectory is definitely headed in the right direction. Um, looking at now, uh, diving into the breakdown now, uh, currently Hawaii plays at uh, the Clarence T.C. Ching Athletics Complex, which they have made into a 15,000-seat facility, which, of course, they need for that uh, FBS uh, Division I for seating um, they have a project in the works for a new aloha stadium a whole um, whole it, it will be an amazing uh, atmosphere they're, they're building a, a whole complex around it originally i saw 2028 was when it was going to be completed but i think it's going to take a little bit longer we will see but until then they play at the ching uh complex and, and it does exactly what they need them to do um, for the time being um, it's small but it, it, it allows for a great home atmosphere for those fans and, and I really think moving forward it's going to be a really tough place for opposing teams to play uh, moving on to a coach on the rise within the program I'm going with uh, co-offensive coordinator offensive line coach Roman Sepoldo who uh, played at Oregon State uh, not very long ago in 2014 was a very good was a good player there a four-year letter winner <clears throat> and uh, his coaching career he was a graduate assistant at Nebraska from 2015 to 17 
offensive line coach at Idaho State in 2018, assistant offensive line coach at Fresno State in 2019, uh, offensive line run game coordinator at uh, Fresno State 2020 to 2021, and then the offensive line coach at Hawaii in 2022 and has since been bumped up to that co-offensive coordinator status for this season. Uh, named 24-7 sports 30 under 30 list for 30 rising coaches in college uh, football under the age of 30. Uh, he's a he's a really, really good young mind. Uh, his father was an All-American at Hawaii before uh, earning four Super Bowl rings with the San Francisco 49ers, Jesse Sapolo. Many people will know that name. And his brother, uh, London uh, Sapolo, <clears throat> played for the Rainbow Warriors as well. So a great family history in the game. <clears throat> and as you can see, he has risen up the ranks quickly as a coach. And I think he's going to do some really, really good things. Excited to see what he can do helping this uh, offense move forward. Uh, shifting now to the Rainbow Warriors schedule. They open up week zero. They go to Vanderbilt, an SEC foe. Um, they played in Hawaii last year. This will be a great opportunity for them to head to Nashville and see see how they fare uh, this season. Then they turn around, play Friday, September 1st. They host Stanford. Really good opportunity against a Pac-12 foe. Stanford has a lot of new faces, new coaching staff. It's going to be really interesting to see how they look in that first game. Then they play FCS Albany. They go to Oregon, which, fun fact, next year Oregon is coming to Hawaii for week zero. That'll be a lot of fun. Then they host New Mexico State. They go to UNLV, host San Diego State, go to New Mexico, host San Jose State, go to Nevada, host Air Force, go to Wyoming, and then host Colorado State. So they got to get past those three uh, P5 games to start the year before they can – obviously it's going to be tough playing that type of competition early. But like I said, Stanford has a lot of new pieces, so that's going to be – their first time in action, Hawaii is already going to have played a game. So they, they might be clicking a little a uh, little more than Stanford is at that time. That'll be interesting to see. I'm really intrigued by that game. Um, and, and I think having some success early, if they're able to steal one of those games, could propel them into some success for the season. I think they're going to fare better in the Mountain West this year just with another year of experience. And I think their offense is going to be a lot more – uh, creative and uh, tougher for program for uh, opposing teams to uh, uh, prepare for. Um, so diving into the uh, position by position breakdown now, starting offensively. First off, I want to I'm going to apologize beforehand for uh, butchering anyone's names, as uh, obviously I am from the continental U.S. and some of these uh, some of these names will be a, di a bit difficult for me to pronounce. So I apologize beforehand if I butcher any names. Please give me grace there. <laughs> Starting offensively, the QB position should belong to uh, returner Brandon Shager. Last season, he started 10 games and threw for 2,348 yards. He's smart and tough. Uh, interesting story about him in, in his high school career. In the state playoffs in a semifinal game, he played the game with a broken jaw. So extremely tough young man. Uh, he should be able to pick up and develop in the run-and-shoot attack pretty well. He worked with some very significant coaches in the offseason to help him understand the intricacies of this offense. Uh, Jolie Yellen started three games last season and serves as the backup. He's got plenty of uh, Power 5 experience under his belt from previous stops. 
the running back room returns valuable weapons in Tylen Hines, Nasaje Bryant, Leilai, and uh, Jordan Johnson. Hines may only be 5'7", 175 pounds, but he's explosive, hard to tackle, and he worked as a slot receiver in the spring as well. So they're going to try to get him the ball as much as they can. He's a really good piece here. Bryant Lillal uh, returns after appearing in 10 games last season and will have a bigger role. Uh, the receiving core returns wide receivers Jalen Whitehall, uh, Jonah Ponico, Kalai Nishiage, uh, and Chucky Hines. And then Kansas transfer wide receiver Stephen McBride will also be in the mix. Watch out for, like I said, running back Tylen Hines and then tight end Devon Tiofua in the slot. They could do some damage there. Uh, again, the, now that they're in the run and shoot a four-wide set, they're going to use a lot of pieces here. They, they also bring in some talented freshmen and new pieces that could really uh, do some damage here in the receiving core. Uh, the offensive line returns multiple players with experience. Senelaki, Tunavasa, right guard Solo Viapolo, left guard Sergio Manasu, right tackle Luke Felix Fialu, left tackle Kiane uh, Dicambara, and Maurice Tialo, among others, have experience. And then the addition of Joshua Atkins from Houston provides good depth. So the offensive line should be improved from last season. Uh, the defensive line returns valuable pieces. Defensive ends, uh, Jonah Kamokai, Welch, Andre Choi, and Jojo Fallo have experience. And then defensive tackles, John Tiatupuo has experience. And then the addition of Patrick Hizitake from Cal, Elijah Robinson from East Carolina, Caio Papo from Washington, and uh, Juco transfers provide solid depth on the defensive line. The linebacker room returns starters. Logan Taylor at 85 tackles last year and Isaiah Tufongo. Uh, Nalu Emerson and uh, Noah Kima have experience here. And then multiple Juco transfers have been added to compete here as well. Uh, the secondary returns valuable weapons. Safety's a uh, Makai Pai and Peter Manamua have plenty of experience. And then cornerbacks Kulano Makolo, Verdell Edwards, and Jojo Forrest have experience as well. The additions of cornerbacks Cameron, Sto yes, Cameron Stone from Wyoming, Kilani Mahalo Jensen, and multiple Juco transfers provide good depth here. Uh, shifting to special teams now. It starts and ends with Matthew Shipley on special teams. He serves as the punter, kicker, and kickoff specialist for the Rainbow Warriors. He can do a little bit of everything, and he does a pretty darn good job at all of them. A really solid piece there. And then watch out for Tylen Hines on, on punt returns. I already said you got to watch out for him as a running back. Now you got to watch out for him as a slot receiver. And he's a really talented piece on punt returns. So he's a fantastic athlete, 5'7", 175. You know he's quick. He's explosive. He can do some really good things with the football in his hands. And the Rainbow Warriors coaching staff is going to do everything they can to get the ball in his hands. Final analysis now. This is my uh, insight, my opinion here. Uh, the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors still have a, a ways to go, but uh, improvement should uh, definitely be apparent in 2023. <laughs> Um, when Timmy Chang and company was brought in, uh, there was a lot uh, to fix and take care of. And, and it's going to take a little bit of time. It will. Uh, last year, 3-10, 2-6 in the conference. Obviously, that's not what fans want. But you could see improvement as the season went on. And I firmly believe you will see more improvement this season 
as, as they are, as they are progressing as a program. Head coach Timmy Chang has done a good job creating the brotherhood culture here, and he's done a great job keeping a lot of really talented players from Hawaii in the state to come play for this program. They've also done well in the transfer portal. They lost a ton when he came in due to the previous regime, uh, but he's done well uh, restocking the talent pool, and they've used the JUCO ranks really well uh, to uh, to improve as well. Uh, as they as they have <clears throat> tend to do in the past, they've always done a good job in the transfer portal, or, or I should say, with the JUCO ranks is what I mean. Um, Hawaii has always been a good destination for those uh, JUCO players. A ton of great programs in the state of California uh, where players come can come from and they can get these guys. So I, I'm optimistic about Hawaii moving forward, and I think that this program. Although this year they, they they probably won't reach bowl eligibility this year, but you can see the trajectory moving forward and the uptick that uh, that this program is having and, and success is on the way and fans should be excited about that. So, thank you for listening to this breakdown. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, please, uh, one of the favorite things I get to do every year. I love doing these. Uh, please like, subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Get the podcast Twitter account to follow at TNT College One. Everybody have a good day. God bless.